Hey guys, Rachel here. So obviously we've got a lot of things going on right now. Um, it is the middle of October. We're getting close to the holidays. Got to start purging all the junk that we have, right? Because I mean, obviously we're all trying to downsize and get rid of things by the end of the year because most people start having their New Year's resolutions come up in January and sometimes having a going from maximalist to minimalist can be part of your resolutions for the year for 2024, right? Uh, and guys, that's crazy, but we literally don't have much time left before January hits. Like it's insane how fast this year has gone by. So definitely you want to get rid of stuff. What are you going to do? You're obviously going to probably sell it on Craigslist, Facebook marketplace. That's about it right these days like there really isn't many places to sell stuff but if you want to sell race cars or racing parts and accessories or just cars you know car actual automotive like cars and accessories and things like that where do you go to besides facebook you can go to racingjunk.com and you can post an ad for free. Like you can start out with a free account. Um, like I said, there are paid tiers, but you can start for free at first. Um, and so you go to racingjunk.com and you can buy or sell on there. So you can, you know, even maybe look at car haulers or maybe a different race car because you might want to upgrade whatever it may be. So yeah, definitely check out racingjunk.com and they are the official classified for Race Wife Unfiltered. Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered, hosted by your favorite bougie race wife, Rachel Thornhill. Every week she shares stories of her life as a race wife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Hey guys, welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill, and today we have a special guest with us. She is a race car driver from Tampa, Florida. She races asphalt modified minis and outlaw four. She races in box stock heavy division within carts. And she also races a Florida mini sprint, which in other places, they tend to be called micro sprints, but I think it's a Southern thing because we call them mini sprints here too. So uh, welcome Rochelle Rudolph. Hi, Rochelle. Hi, how are you? Good. Girl, you race so many different things. <laughs> I, I, uh, I used to always dream about doing it. Um, and I raced carts when I was a kid. My mom mm -hmm. fell sick with cancer when I was about seven years old. So it was like a time span where I didn't get to race, but my family still owned race cars, mm -hmm. um, specifically sprint cars. So 
my dad made sure that I went to school and my mom's parents, my grandparents, like all both sets of my grandparents wanted me to go to school and focus on that. So I kind of outgrew my go-kart. And um, then I also had a champ cart and a flat cart then. And I outgrew those. They like hung in the rafters of the garage. My dad got tired of hitting his head on it and finally sold it. Um, so they made me go to school and graduate. And that was like right when I started back racing again. Mm-hmm. So for some people, you know, they got to race that whole time span, a lot of my friends, and I didn't get that. But yeah. the one thing that I do have that they don't is I have a very good education. Not to say that not all of them, but, a lot of them do have a good education, mm-hmm. but I had more time to like focus in on it. And I wasn't, you know, we still went to the races and of course did all that. My mom uh, luckily survived pancreatic cancer when she shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. So, and that was in a time frame when, you know, people weren't, you know, surviving that and there wasn't right. training plans and all that like there is now. So, um, 2013, I started back racing. I did a racing school with my dad's friend. I did competition 101 uh, racing school and I got in a late model that had just come out. It, it was like an ARCA car that had been converted back down to a late model. Okay. And I got to do that at Orlando Speed World. And then like two weeks later, I got surprised and I got to, um, we went to the racetrack and I remember we were helping him. They had one of the first beak built modifieds. Uh, their their team had it, and um, Buzzy was racing with you know that beak built car for Stewart. And I remember my dad and us we were hanging out, and uh, Stewart said, you know what, like what car do you want tonight? We'll make sure that we we're, we we got to get another one. And so he ended up getting another one that night. And ironically. Uh, that car fit me. The seat fit me perfect. That next morning, we practiced it in the racing school. Everything, the pedals were perfect. It was so cool. And looking back now, it's even a little bit more funny. Um, it is the like great. Let me let me put this right. Like great nephew, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. or one of the one of the family members of my actual current engine builder for my race cars. Ooh, so wow. I, I kind of think it's funny. Um, yeah. They have a big family. They've been in racing for a long time too. So. Um, I thought that was kind of cool that I got lucky and I was like, I like that one. And that one just happened to be the one that was, you know, the price was right. And he purchased it for the race school. They had it for quite some time as well. And, um, so I was able to do that and that kind of like started an opportunity for me to get in the outlaw four class at East Mm -hmm. Bay. So, um, if anybody's heard of KMSA or MMSA cars, it's pretty much that, uh, just like the Florida standard of that. And so I got to do that in a car that um, we took care of for an entire year. I remember my dad tried to buy it and he was like, no, I'm not, it's not for sale. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was never going to get to race again because that's kind of like where things were were going right after I graduated. And I did that first year and my dad and one of my sponsors, who's really like a second dad to me still, they surprised me. And the car that won the championship that year was the car that they had bought me. And I thought it was so cool. Um, It was so cool to me that I got to have that, you know, got to have that. And I only had it for like a year and a half. There goes my cat. (laughs) Goodness gracious. She likes to run across everything. (laughs) And does she still have it in her mouth? Nope. (laughs) She's bringing me her spring. She wants me to throw her little springs. Oh. Um, So her name's Micro, by the way, for (laughs) anybody that sees uh, sees this later on or listens to this later on. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I knew it was going to happen. It was only a matter of time. <laughs> um, anyways, so I, I was able to, you know, do that and had a lot of fun uh, being able to get in the Outlaw 4 class. Then we moved over to the asphalt where my dad thought that mm-hmm. I would be able to grow more as a driver. So mm-hmm. I got into the modified mini class. And um, I've been in that class for nine, almost 10 years. Wow. And um, we 
got an opportunity to get back on the dirt last year. Um, and I'm very thankful for that opportunity for the person that helped set that up. He is no longer with us, mm -hmm. but I'm very thankful uh, for him getting with my dad and setting that up for me so that I could get back out there and do something that I was passionate about. I like doing both. And um, I also run a micro sprint. <laughs> And then I, I run that and then I'm running the go-kart a lot. I've been racing the go-kart quite a lot lately. So mm -hmm. it, it's keeping me in shape. Let me tell you, if y'all need an arm workout, you just got to go get in a flat cart and go do, do that and turn laps. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, being, just being a race car driver in general, you have to be in shape. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it takes a lot. It's it does. It does. You don't realize that it does. Um, mm -hmm going to keep micro here entertained and keep throwing her spring <laughs> while we're doing this so she doesn't knock this over again <laughs> um yeah so it's definitely a lot on you uh the race car is a lot on you too you mm -hmm. don't realize it but then when you get into like the karting aspect of it and me doing that again i realized how like how hard it was on your neck and right. your back and it's so much core strength so I had to work on that. And um, the people that build my chassis, uh, Revolution Racing Chassis, Josh Antley, I know a lot of people, if they're in the karting industry and just mm -hmm. race cars, legend cars, they know Josh really well. Um, so Josh and Steve Woosley kind of had me on a regiment of like turning laps. And I have a helmet that has like weights on both sides mm -hmm. um, to just like get the neck strength up. And I, oh, I work for a chiropractor. So uh, I had got that approved to make sure that I wasn't putting any damage on my neck. And I also mm -hmm. am sponsored by a chiropractor. So that's kind of ironic that it works out like that. But mm. um, so I had double double duty on. They both approved it and said mm -hmm. it's okay as long as it's not too much because it's like a form of traction is what we would yeah. call it. So I built those neck muscles up by just kind of, you know, going side to side, things like that. And uh, that helped a lot because I had to do that before a 40 lap race, which was like my first big go-kart race getting back into this um mm. two years ago so um definitely a lot of core strength i mean i i still have a little bit of chunk on me i'm not gonna lie but <laughs> it's just it is what it is you know yeah. i got god gave me and you mm -hmm. know just work at it and um so that that's kind of where i'm at with like the strength portion of it the the mini sprint florida mini sprint whatever we really want to consider that that was a lot on me mm -hmm. um growing up I remember like watching when my, my dad had like the dirt sprint cars and stuff. Um, and even the asphalt sprint cars, like watching the drivers really like wheel it. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing that and thinking, oh, that's got to be so easy. Well, it's not that easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's much different than the asphalt car. And it's like even a lot more, it's, it's even like a lot different than the outlaw four when I get in it. So it's been a lot of like strength training lately in the last year and a half for me. So it's gotten better, but it's a process. It's definitely a process to stay in shape for it. Yeah. Well, and then also with you bouncing back and forth between multiple cars, like how easy is it for you to just like almost kind of like just switch like that? Um, you know, because obviously it's different driving styles and, you know, none mm -hmm. of it's the same. So, you know, is that hard for you to do or is it just like it, really simple? So yeah, I would say that when it comes to... When it comes to like the karting, because I've focused my karting on like asphalt. Yeah. Um, so I focused it on asphalt. We just don't have the funds to really do a lot of like dirt racing with mm -hmm. the karting because it costs so much. And it, we all know it costs a lot to do oh, that yeah. really anywhere. 
Um, and I want to focus, you know, a lot of my stuff on my race cars as well. So with that being said, the track that I've run the most, which is ambassador, and it's like in the little hole in the wall and why mama Florida, um, me running there is very similar to like a couple of the asphalt tracks that I run in the mod mini. So with that being said, it's, it's like a tight little short track and me being able to transfer that, it took me some time to get used to it because they're obviously two different, you know, right. forms of forms of wheels and tires and mm-hmm. I had to get used to it. But the only thing that has kept the same is that I don't have power steering in anything that I race. So mm-hmm. that has helped me a lot with transitioning um, just a little bit. But the like with the Mod Mini, I had to learn, you know, like throttle control because it's not like the go-kart but yet it is like the go-kart i don't know how to better describe it Mm -hmm. um with that it's not as hard like the last time that we had run the mod mini um back a couple months ago before summer break my uh spotter he he hasn't seen me in quite quite some time Mm because my dad usually spots for me but i do have we have a family friend that comes in he used to run late models and sportsman's and he works with me a lot so he was like man what have you been doing it's the go-kart because like in the go-kart when you have to be there and you're driving it in so hard mm-hmm. and you have to make that little thing work, you know, you have to make it work for you. Yeah. Um, it transferred over more so now to like the race car than I thought that it would. Mm-hmm. And the thing, if I had to pick when it comes to dirt, the transfer to dirt, sometimes it sometimes kicks me in the butt. Like if I had done like a lot of asphalt and then I went back dirt mm-hmm. racing, it was hard for me, but this season we've done a lot more dirt racing and it's been a, a pretty equal so it's i'm finding where it it's starting to make it a little bit easier i will say that running the the mini sprint like before running the outlaw four this year helped me kind of and i wouldn't say a fear but i i have no problem like admitting to it i wasn't driving in the car in as hard as i should have Mm -hmm. and um i think that's just from the nine years of me running asphalt you know on with the mod mini and then getting back into it it was just different driving style running out of east bay and um so learning in the mini sprint that i could really like I don't want to say driving over my head because that's not what I mean. But in comparison to the Outlaw 4, you know, that's where I was at with things. And then once I got back into it, I was like, wow, okay, I can like really do this because I just ran five days of speed weeks. (laughs) And I'm like really thankful to Chris Construction because I if without them, I wouldn't even have that ride. So when I got to do that for the five days and I ran with some of the best, it's, it was to me like being able to have an opportunity for some, they get to go to Tulsa and, you know, Mm -hmm. that might not be in the books for me right this second. It could be a year from now or two years from now, or a miracle might happen before the end of the year and I get to do it. But, you know, it was one of those things where I got to race with some really great drivers and learn a lot. And I had people come up to me that, you know, I know who they are, but I've Mm -hmm. never met them and they've made their names for themselves. And to just hear those compliments made me, I think, more confident going into racing my yeah. outdoor this year. And uh, it's it's been fun, but I do have my moments. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, honestly, you've been racing for so long. But yeah, but even so, I mean, veteran drivers yeah. even have their off days, right? <laughs> like, they do. Yeah. So, I mean, because you just never know. Like, you can, you can have a good car and then all of a sudden somebody wrecks you out. Or... Yep. Or something could break on your car, you know, and 
and you know, you might not be able to fix it or whatever, you know, and unfortunately your, you know, your race night's over and yeah. So I mean, things happen. (laughs) Yeah. Right. We have to, like my husband has had those times too, you know, and like with him, like with him being, he's always done dirt, but Mm -hmm. it's like, he was in carts first and then trans, you know, then transitioned into the mini sprint and mm-hmm. then went to a crate late. Um, he's yeah, in that's a big, that's like a big jump. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge difference. Well, it's because they don't run, they don't run the mini sprints around here anymore. I so, know I've seen that because I keep like, I keep hoping that maybe there'll be some tracks in the South that kind of like bring them back so that I can travel outside of yeah. Um, like with you know autumn and her dad brian and mm-hmm. like see if we can you know go do some of that i know there's only like mississippi and that's a long ways away for us yeah. we even have a track in alabama that i really want to go race and it's been on my bucket list for quite some time and it's just not feasible right now to mm-hmm. make that big trip i mean there's a race coming up in cordial georgia and i mean as you know Tampa to, to Cordial is not very far. Yeah. It's about four hours, five with the truck and trailer, since we do have a lot of traffic right now in Florida because everybody wants to be down here in this warm weather. Yeah. Um, but even to go there, it's like, I hate saying it because I don't like racing for payout. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, when the payout doesn't equate to like what you've spent and right. even to start the race, if it's, it's like a hundred, say $150 to start a race, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't make sense because I spent twice that three times that to be able to go. Right. And, you know, for those of us that have to miss work and things like that, mm-hmm. like for me, I help my doctor that I work for, I help my chiropractor run, you know, help run the office and do different mm-hmm. things like that. I can't just step away for yeah. a couple of days like that to go run for just that type of money. Now, mm-hmm. granted, she, she would love to see me conquer my dreams and do that. She's all for it. She let me work from the race car trailer for five days for speed. Week. So wow. I, I was very blessed that I was able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any other job would have ever allowed <laughs> me to do that. Um, but, but she did. I like, you know, luckily EHR systems are a lot more convenient these days and you have mm-hmm. like online access to do stuff right. that I do from the back end as well. But it's it's tough to make those trips and travel. I mean, mm-hmm. I have uh, like one of my other sponsors and the girl who does my graphics, uh, Ashley at Fast AF Designs. She's up in North Carolina. They have an asphalt track up there that I want to travel to really bad. Mm-hmm. And I can't make it to Mitchell's Speedway because it just doesn't make sense right this second yeah. that trip. And, you know, it's it's hard to approach sponsors and be like, hey, this trip may cost us, you know, this, this, and this. And, you know, they're like, okay, what coverage can you bring us? And of course, like mine get the, there, as you know, you followed my stuff. I give my sponsors like the best coverage that I've Oh yeah. But you know, it's still how it's tough. Like, is that location going to work best for them? Or can I pull a sponsor from that area that would be interested Mm -hmm. in having some newbie, you know, promote them? It's, it's tough when you don't have the funds to keep on keeping on so to speak you know mm-hmm. i don't have that the funds to be able to just travel all over the place which if i did i would i would love it i would right. absolutely love it but you know it, it takes a lot mm-hmm. yeah and i totally understand where you're coming from because that's why we chose to not keep the mini sprint mm-hmm. because it was either it we were gonna have to travel and we did travel for a short period of time like we traveled to texas quite a bit because that was the only, uh, that was pretty much the only place that was readily running them. 
mm-hmm. um, or North Mississippi, you know, um, they ran a couple times at Why Not? But yeah. other than that, there was no place for us to run. So we kind of had no choice and to but to get rid of it. And my husband was like, well, I think I'm just going to go to late model because I know that I can race that every weekend around here and not have problems. And so now, you know, we just race local Um, because most of the tracks here um, are shutting down. Like we had, you know, Pike County out in Magnolia um, is pretty much closed. I mean, they'll open if somebody's willing to sponsor Mm -hmm. a race, but other than that, they're not going to open it. Um, And so, um, so you, so you had that, um, and then there was one other track that we, we were going to out in Glenmora, um, but they, they closed. So we only have Baton Rouge Raceway and they only race every other week. So, oh gosh. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of it. like, it's tough because we mm-hmm. have, um, we have tracks here as everybody. I mean, like, I know a lot of people they start all their race seasons and have for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. They started in Florida, you know, we're yeah. warm down here in the South. So they mm-hmm. want to come South. Um, you know, as we have all seen East Bay is closing or not closing or however, that's really going to play out. We, none yeah. of us will know until it happens. So that's the way I look at it. Um, you know, and so we wanted to treat this season like as it was going to be the last season right. with my outlaw Four being able to run there because, you know, there's no other tracks that are running the outlaw fours. And unfortunately mm. there's a lot of those cars sitting. So we can run Hendry down South and, um, granted I ran Hendry for speed weeks. And I know a lot of people have a lot of really bad things to say about Hendry, but I really liked the race, the racetrack. It was just different to me, mm-hmm. but it was more so the people that I met, but that's a story within itself. The people down there are just really great. Um, but I would like to take my outlaw four down there. It's just a three hour drive. Yeah. So it's, it is tough to make that three hour drive when there's not, you know, like, a, like I said, a payout, mm-hmm. you know, and it's crazy because I'm in Florida and it's just like, you know, if I'm telling everybody, they're like, where's Hendry County? I'm like, you yeah, like the little hole in Florida? <laughs> like it's right by that hole, like that big giant lake. Yeah. So um, it's one of those things that it's, it's tough to like make the decision. So like I told my dad, I, we might have to make some of the Southern mod for many races, you know, next year and mm-hmm. plan for those. And I'm, obviously going to miss being able to run the car like you know once a month which we're down to once a month when I first oh, ran wow. the outboard we were like every two weeks mm-hmm. so we were running a little bit more than what we are now and that part kind of it stinks mm-hmm. but it is what it is so I'm hoping that another track will kind of you know pick up and realize that there is you know a class here and there is enough cars to have a division yeah. and to keep running us I mean we had that fallout with the mod minis um, when DeSoto kind of closed and as we know, DeSoto became the freedom factory. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, having that, there's a lot of cars that were sitting. So the class kind of died out like right. you guys, the mini sprints. And so it was tough to be able to like figure out where we're going to be able to travel. Can we do the travel? And of course, mm-hmm. cost of living has gone up. So oh, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And we have a couple tracks here. So we're trying to just support what we can. And mm-hmm. I know I race a lot. So I kind of have to like sacrifice sometimes, you know, I like, I may really want to be at this mod mini race, but I dedicated myself to this race at East Bay to run it, you know, run my outlaw four, mm-hmm. but then Autumn and Brian might call me and be like, do you want to run the bull ring? And, you know, I know that I have that and I'm like, okay, well I have to like pick and choose. So it's mm-hmm. almost like I just pick them, pick them up and like put them on a dice and just roll it and see which <laughs> one I can 
which one I can do because I don't yeah. want to like miss out on the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I understand that. And yeah, like you mentioned, it's like with tracks kind of like a lot of them being up in the air on if they're going to be open or if they're going to close or, or what it's like, yeah, like it, it makes it hard because mm -hmm. especially if you're in an area where you're going to have to travel two yeah. to four hours to get to a track that's actually open and running a cons consistently. Yeah. Is it worth the $150 or yeah, is it exactly or whatever? Yeah. I mean, like we, I remember a couple years ago. Um, I mean, honestly, a couple years ago to me, like I just zipped back and I'm like, wow, now, <laughs> it's already been 10 years that I've been right. in a mini class. So like going on 10. So when I look back at it, it's like, you know, maybe five or six years ago, mm -hmm. we were looking at a race truck and it might be a little bit further back than that, but we were looking at a race truck and then that class kind of like died out. And I think it really kind of has everywhere, which is super unfortunate, mm -hmm. but you got to think like a pure stock and an enduro. Mm -hmm. Cause I know those cars are kind of like similar or the same class in some places. Like they're pretty much a crate late model yeah. and it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like I always wanted, and it sounds silly because I don't feel like you would ever I don't feel like anybody would ever catch a driver saying, I've always wanted to drive pure stock. Like, <laughs> I think that they're cool. I've been able to practice one a couple times uh, from one of my buddies locally at Auburndale, Danny Birchfield, when he had his, he used to let me get in his and then I'd get out and go get the mod mini and practice. And I always had a blast doing it. Um, but it's like one of those things where like you, why would you get a pure stock when you can have a late model, but there's not really anywhere to run like the crate late models in Florida. And we no. don't have those funds to go travel you know what i mean like mm -hmm. elsewhere outside in georgia because like look at a tire it's as much as a sprint car tire it's insane yeah um and believe me we get the pricing all the time from my grandfather he's 84 and still complains about how much it costs to have a sprint car and i'm like well you don't have to have it anymore i mean it's your choice yeah he wants to be a car owner so that's you know that's his prerogative but you know even the outlaw four tires when we looked at them um we ran a two-day show at east bay to start the season off I think we paid like $160 a tire. It was, it's nuts. And you know, a Hoosier is like, they're a soft tire. Yeah. So they just don't, they don't last, especially no. if the track's rough. So, and I even, that goes for asphalt too. I mean, mm -hmm. I have a lot of drivers that are probably going to like see this later and knock me for it, but um, I'm an American racer girl. I like their tires mm. and they last a long mm -hmm. time. Like they're for the low budget racer. And, yeah. You know, I, I'm in that status and I'm okay with saying that. Um, I'm just, like I said, I'm very thankful for all the things that I get to do because I wouldn't get to do them without any of my sponsors. And my dad works on my stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, he's taught me a lot. Um, and it's like one of those things where we do a lot of stuff in house and we can, you know, barter with our buddies for different stuff yeah. when we find different stuff and that's how we make it happen. Mm -hmm. And it's tough sometimes. Yeah. And I totally get what you mean about the whole in-house thing. Cause that's what we are too. Like it's we just, though. Yeah. It's fun sometimes, you know, you yeah. just get out there and when it was freezing cold a couple months back, we were putting the wrap on the go-kart and I really love putting like, I like putting the stickers on and mm -hmm. making them look nice. But my dad did paint and body work for years. And so he was used to laying like the, like the firebird stickers from back in the day. Oh, okay. like yeah. so he likes things perfect. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm like, dad, you want to come help me? And we're just out there eating cookies, eating popcorn, cracking jokes, got the heater going, everybody's just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And you know, like we're soaking wet from like Windex and gosh knows everything else that you could think of. It's like trying to put it on. And this is before I like landed my one detailing sponsor. Otherwise like, 
we would have been using RCP glass cleaner, you know, because it would have probably worked a heck of a lot better than the Windex. But, yeah. you know, we were like out there cracking jokes. And like, to me, like, you don't get that when you pay another shop to like take care of your stuff. So, you know, it's like one of those things where I'm thankful that I have that. So, yeah, yeah no, definitely. It's like, it you you have like a different sense of like appreciation for mm -hmm. it when you work on your own stuff i do yeah. i do and i mean like i don't i will admit that i don't work on everything because mm -hmm. i i do work quite a bit and i try to do a lot and so my dad's like you know i don't need you stressed out about it and things mm -hmm. like that but you know when i do what i can when i can and he knows that I know how to handle it. Like when that day comes that I don't have him. Yeah. So I, I'm thankful that I do know how to like weld and I know how to build my own bodies and nice. do all that fun stuff. And that I get to do it. Like, we have a couple customers that he's had for a couple years and you know, they, they have bodies done and I enjoy doing that stuff with them. And I won't, I won't get the time back. I know that. So I I'm appreciative just because some people don't even have a clue how to do that or there's right. nobody to teach them. Mm -hmm. You know, I have friends that are new to the sport and I try to focus a lot of my time on helping those types of people or like trying to involve myself with it, at least offering um, and be like, hey, you know, come check out the Facebook page or my Instagram page and my dad's page, you know, or stop by the house and come check out what we've done or ask somebody because most people know my family. They've been in racing for over 50 years. Yeah. So it's like, it's like crazy to say that too, but it's true. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, then, then it's like getting those people involved and teaching them. They have, those people have an appreciation for it too. So it's, I'm like, want to start, I want to start something new instead of just like the people that are like a hired driver that don't know what it's like, you know, mom and dad have the money or they, they're just lucky and blessed to have those funds. I'm not knocking them by any means. I know some people that are like that. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I want them to know and see what it's like from the other end of it, because I feel like they, some of them nine times out of 10, the people that I have encountered have been able mm -hmm. to really like show an appreciation after the fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And I mean, like you mentioned, the fact that your family's been in this for over 50 years is an amazing accomplishment <laughs> because, well, because the thing is, I mean, you know, to still be going like that you guys are still, you know, in racing after yeah. that long. I mean, it says a lot because a lot of people, you know, don't they're they're not still involved in it after that, you know, that many years. And, you know, for you guys to just keep it going, you know, generation after right. generation yeah. is amazing. I'm, I'm fourth generation and uh, it's going to end with me. So I, um, I know that's a tough subject to bring up, but it always gets brought up when you're a female racer. Like, yeah. are you going to have kids? Do you want mm -hmm. children? I do not want children. Um, I also, like last year, I was diagnosed with endometriosis. I've had some oh, issues yeah. with that and things like that. And personally, I don't feel like with the things that I have had to endure over right. the last five years, that it is safe for me to yeah. be able to do that mm -hmm. um i feel like it would be more trauma than not for me mm -hmm. and um honestly there's always adoption later on down the road and with all the young kids that i get to help and things like that i feel like that's my way of like even though that the rudolph name ends with me right. it's not the end because i'm going to get to continue it just as you know my parents have been able to do that with you know their friends children's and so on and so forth yeah yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, and unfortunately as women, we do get asked that stuff about like, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to get married? When are you going to do this? And it's like, yeah, I mean, the thing is the whole thing with children. And I mean, I have two children of my own, but 
like I wasn't prepared to be yeah. a parent. I wasn't. I was not prepared to be a parent. I was the parent. I became a parent at 18. Like I was young. That yeah. Was young. Like I was not ready to be a parent. And then my youngest, I had her at 21. Like, you know, because they're three years apart. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, like looking back on it, yeah, I'm grateful for the experience I had, even though it was really rough. But mm -hmm. like I instill in my girls, I'm like, if y'all don't want kids, don't I am it. not gonna be that I'm not gonna be that grandparent yeah. that's <laughs> like, hey, when are you having kids? When are you mm -hmm. getting married? No, do what you want in your own time. If you want yeah. kids, great. Then I get yep. to have grandchildren. If if I get no grandchildren, I'm okay with that too. Like yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a thing. And I feel like we I'm lucky that we live in a world where we can kind of do that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, like, would my would my thoughts maybe be different? I feel like God set me up for this thought because I have my mom and dad had this discussion um, mm -hmm. a couple months ago with one of their friends who's known me since I was, you know, before I was born. Truly, right. they're like, why don't you want any grandkids? And they're like, we got our grand fluffies. We're happy. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> like they have their grand fluffies. They're, they're happy campers with that. Believe me, they don't talk back. They really talk back, but you know what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, you know, it was one of those things I've had this thought in my head since I was five years old, my mom worked at the school. And so I had a couple friends that I did not know that they were enduring things in their home life. And, mm -hmm. you know, after seeing certain things like that and they got adopted out or went to foster homes, you know, and they had better and now they're successful in life. You know, they were like one of those one in a million where they really got a good story. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I got to see that growing up and I saw both sides of like what it's like to not have a you know, mom right. and a dad, what it's like to have a mom and a dad or a person that is like your mom and your dad. So, mm -hmm. you know, the option of when I was like five, I think I had to have been in kindergarten. I was like, you know, I don't want kids. I just want to adopt. I used to always say that. And I mm -hmm. don't think I really understood what adopting meant right. or anything like that. But, you know, now, of course, obviously, as I got older, I did. And I was like, if that's a choice that I can, you know, make or fulfill, then I will. But there's other options out there. And, you know, I make a great aunt. So I'm <laughs> aunt. somebody's got to do it. That's what I always yeah. say. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, and see, I was told that I wouldn't be able to have children. And mm -hmm. so I was, you know, because I had issues too, like they thought I had endometriosis and things mm -hmm. like that. And so I was like, okay, I mean, but I was being told this at like 14, 15. Yeah, like you and can't process that. Like, I was really. thinking like, I'm like, okay. I mean, if I'm, yeah. when I become an adult, then maybe I could like adopt a kid if I truly want children, you know, exactly. like, but at 14, 15, I wasn't no, thinking about no that. Yeah. Mm, you like, don't, you don't process that like, you know, accordingly. Yeah. And I get asked that it feels like truly, it feels like every single Saturday night I get asked that question by somebody, yeah. you know, and, and as we know, like the juice box class has gotten really big. Um, like with their little juice box division, which is so cool. Cause I started racing at four, you know, and they didn't have that. And like my mom and dad said, they're like, we would have totally had you in one of those. That'd been cool. Um, mm -hmm. but like seeing me like around those kids and, you know, like being friends with some of those, those, you know, kids, parents and things like that. I'm right. like, it's going to have, we don't want children. 
you know, like, and a lot of people don't, um, a lot of people don't even know that I'm married. Like, it's one of those <laughs> things that truly, like, I, I feel like it's my personal life and I don't have to put everything yeah. out there on the internet, but there's, I've had some like really creepy things, you know, happen and he lets me just be me. Like, he's like, whatever. He comes to the races. He's there. His name is not Hubs and Babe and all that. His name is Wesley. And like, that's what he gets called. And that's just, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of fun. This is like the first like podcast interview, anything that I've ever really, you know, like said that, that yeah. I don't, and I feel like you could put it out there and people still like, wouldn't care, wouldn't, you know, respect you. Mm -hmm. And then in the same sense, um, in that it actually like brings, it brings up something that I had happened to me, um, about a year ago, I had somebody tell me a company that actually had told me that they refused to sponsor me because I was with somebody like wow. yeah because i'm not i am not as marketable because i am like married because you're and married like, and i was like huh that's really interesting because i see a lot of celebrities and people that you know take yeah. just fine or there's people on nascar there's like you know girls in nascar that have boyfriends and things yeah. like that that no one cares what they're doing but mm -hmm. they care what i'm doing and i'm like what no no yeah. no no so I'm like, you're probably not, you know, thank you, but you're probably not the one for me any, anyway, no. you know, because the ones that I have on board with me are like supportive of whatever I'd want to do in life, you know, and, and I'm thankful for that. But it, those things like it all, do you want children? Are you married? Are you with somebody? Like, and they ask sometimes pretty detailed um, personal questions that like are kind of offensive, truly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, and I totally get what you're saying because it's like, why would that matter? Like, as, as long as I'm promoting your product, yeah. like, who like, cares what, yeah, if like, I'm married or not? Yeah, like, people, they, they just ask, they're like, all those, all those questions, and it just drives me, you know, nuts, because it's like the sponsors that I've had on board that I've had a couple I've had for years, mm -hmm. Um, you know, they could care less what I do. Yeah. Like, a lot of them have watched me grow up, too. So mm -hmm. it's like, there's that. And I'm like, why? Why do you have to put your personal life out there so much that it invades your privacy when you can simply be you? Like, I'm very me. My Instagram is imperfect. It's not super aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. And my Facebook's not super aesthetically pleasing because you know what? I want to be real with people yeah. and I don't want to hide. I don't want to hide my life, but I'm like, yeah, Wesley's here. He's in half my photos. That And we sit here and laugh about some of the comments and messages that I get sometimes. Because mm -hmm. they're like, you don't get it yet. Like, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. And 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 I think and that's what I like about your social media is that you are real and like you don't, you know, you don't like you don't make it too influencer y, you yeah, know, like where like, it's like everything is curated and it's like it, I, I, I that's just so fake. I, don't like it. I mean, like yeah. I have stuff that I plan, of course, you yeah. know, like I have things that I plan out and mm -hmm. you know, like I know that um I'm gonna race next weekend. So right. I might plan out what I'm gonna do. And but I don't try to like really plan out my my content anymore because I feel like it's less authentic. Mm -hmm. And it just looks like you said, like, it's just staged. And I don't, right. I don't like that. And social media is such a big portion of our life. You know, mm -hmm. like I had a very big TikTok following on my first account that I had and it got banned for, as we know, you know, things like that get banned for like nothing. Yeah, for very um, things. You know, yeah. so like I started over and I said, you know what, after that, and I was like posting so hard on my, my Facebook, my Instagram, all those things. And I was like, 
I'm missing out on like the enjoying all this cool stuff right. that I'm getting to do by having to like push it so hard. And I feel like my sponsors also, you know, like they feel better in a way about it too. Cause like I said, a lot of them are personal friends of ours as well. Mm -hmm. So you know, they, we have those conversations and I'm like, I feel like I can be more authentic and I just, I, I have always been, but I want to like, I want to promote that out of myself too. So I keep it like my pictures are totally imperfect. And I even have pictures of myself in like a bathing suit. I know you've probably like recently seen that. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? There's not a lot of plus size racers that are out here in this world that get like coverage or have people looking that are in different aspects of yeah. racing. I'm lucky I have that, that there's different people that view my stuff. But, you know, I want to like be, be honest. I'm like, it's not just this face, you know, and everybody don't look the greatest when they don't have makeup on. Yeah. It, is what it is and I want to just always like make sure that I I am my true and authentic self yeah because and and that's the thing it's like because unfortunately with social media it makes people it makes people feel like they have to be like a mm -hmm. certain way and yep. if they're not then that's like not what people want and mm -hmm. but the thing is it's like it makes you lose your identity as a person when you do mm -hmm. that like when you cater to People yeah. that don't even truly know you, <laughs> like they're yeah, just like they people on a, the internet. Like, they build this like story and I, and I've seen it with, you know, like different things, like when people blog their lives and like, mm -hmm. they don't have to show you everything, you know, and yeah. I have like fun videos of stuff and you know, that I personally do that, you know, you might catch us actually talking in the video and there's not music in the background or whatever, mm -hmm. but like, I, I just don't, I cannot stand seeing where you're like acting stupid on purpose. Like, I know, you know, what I'm talking like there's the yeah. people that act stupid on purpose. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's the like, there's the women racers that and more power to like everybody because I I follow one of um like one of the racers that she has her own team and with her mm -hmm. husband or whatever, you know, her spouse, whatever. Um, And I, I'm cool. Like, if you're confident with yourself, like show yourself, off, you know, like show yourself off. I don't know how to make yeah. that sound better, but like I had to grow into being able to say that. And I think it took me, you know, like being 21, 22 to really understand mm -hmm. that if you're confident within your body and yourself, you can kind of do whatever you want with it. But I also don't want to like use my body to promote my racing, if that makes any sense. I right. Just I give be, it to me. Mm -hmm. Like I want to just be me. Like I want to have some nice hero cards done and have, you know, like a cool calendar that can be, you know, both the things that I kind of want it to be, but like appropriate because I also have children that are always watching my yeah. stuff. And so mm -hmm. I have to think about it like that, you know, like I see a lot of these kids at the go-kart track on the weekends too. And mm -hmm. to see like their faces light up and their smiles and some of them are girls. And like I said, I have mm -hmm. Autumn. I don't want to set a bad example for Autumn. If you've seen my social media, she's like the, mm -hmm. I don't have any siblings, but God gifted me an Autumn Christ and that's all she wrote. Met her at a car show and her dad offered me a ride in that car, the, the mini sprint that I drive. Yeah. And like that, you know, that is what it is. I'm like, I want to set an example for her to just be like, she be like, you know, that bad B that we like, we know we can be. Mm -hmm. But then there's like that level. There's the level. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, yeah, for some women, like more power to them. But yeah. I'm, I'm a lot, I'm a lot like you. It's like, I, I'm not very comfortable showing mm -hmm. my body in certain ways and it's like you know i'm not i'm not extremely conservative when it comes to clothing yeah. but then yeah, I'm, neither am i neither you know, am i and I'm like i'm good like said, with so crop tops less. i'm good with yep. like things like that but like there's like certain levels where i'm like i would mm -hmm. never but if you are, are comfortable 
you know, confident yeah, and like, okay with like, it, more yeah. power to you. You're yeah. like clapping. You're like applauding them. She's like, yeah. wow, that looks great. And like, you can truly be like, look over, like when you're an adult and you're like a true woman, you can mm-hmm. be like, you look, she looks great. Right. Yeah. Like exactly. I'm, I'm proud. Go you. Cause you look mm-hmm. great. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's the thing, like, and that's what aggravates me more than anything is when there's women in those comments bashing other women. And it's like that we don't need to be doing that. Like you should be like applauding her that like, oh my gosh, like she's doing that and she looks amazing and she, she's confident because, you know, it's very hard as women for us to be confident anyway, Mm -hmm. because that's, We're constantly told things yeah, that keep like, us from being confident. And so exactly. it's like, that's the last thing you need to be doing is like hating another woman because she's actually confident in her own self and you that's, are not. That's exactly how I feel. And especially yeah. like that, when it comes to racing, like I said, it goes back mm-hmm. to that being authentic. Like I really hate seeing people act like something that they're just not, it's yeah. not worth it. Like it's just better to just be yourself and for some reason, I always think back to, um, like, recently, as we know, you know, like, Kyle Bush is not on Toyota. He's, you know, right. like, he's on a different, you know, different team. And it's, like, mm-hmm. two different people there. You know, like, maybe it's nicer to just be yourself and be, like, the cool person that I, I've been able to hear personally. I mean, one of my friends, his son races against Brexton at Melbourne. Oh, okay. And um, they travel from Florida up there. And it's one of those things where he's like, they're really nice people mm-hmm. and it's cool to see this different side because it's like, clearly it was always there. I'm like, it must be a relief when you can yeah. just be yourself. And yeah. that's where I'm at in my life. I just, I just be perfectly me and race my little, little racy races and, you know, <laughs> do what I need to do. Yeah, no. And, and, and I think, and like you said, I do think that that's what it was. It's like, Honest, and I mean, I don't know if they'll ever come out and say that, but mm-hmm. I think that Kyle was pretty much being held back, like his personality, yeah. and he wasn't yeah. able to like really express himself like he truly wanted yeah. to. And like now, you know, you can just tell just from the content. oh yeah, it's like pure happiness. And yeah, that's like the one thing that when I use something as an example, and it, it stinks that it can't be like another female racer, unfortunately, mm. but I use that because I'm like. It's like, it's just so obvious. Yeah. Like the writing is right there, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's a huge difference in just the way that he, you know, he acts now. And, Mm -hmm. and, and that's great though, because like, you can also, you can also see how it affects his kids and Samantha, you know, it makes a huge difference in, you know, how it affects his family. So yeah, like you can just tell that they're all extremely happy and, mm-hmm. you know, doing their own thing and stuff. And so, yeah, like, and more power to them. Like, I mean, <laughs> I think, well, they're such an amazing family. Like, you know, like they're not, because you know how some people, when they get to be a certain level, mm-hmm. they forget where they come from. Yeah. But they don't. Like, you yeah, know. I feel like, I feel like that, like now that he's not on Toyota, it's, a lot of things are going to change. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I remember when his team had come to New Smyrna for one speed weeks and I like, I just really wanted to like look at the cars mm-hmm. and they have, it looks like you're in a movie theater and it's all marked off. Like don't go near the cars. Don't do anything. And yeah, I was like, you okay. never know that that could be like, I don't know what it's like now, you know, or mm-hmm. anything like that. But 
I haven't seen where they've raced, you know, his team that he owns, the late models and stuff have like, you know, raced and mm -hmm. had that. But I remember seeing that. I was like, you never know that that's, that could be like what they're told that they have to do. We'll never yeah. know. We'll literally never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it could be um, because like, Sometimes it's like, it's just because they don't want people like bothering them, you know, things like that. Cause, um, we've like, we've had some people like for some of the big races out here, you know, like some guys that are in the world of outlaws, like the late models and stuff that have came and raised, they have came and raised at like some of the bigger races that we've had out this way. And, um, but you know, like it's a little, it's different with them. Like some of them, like they parked further away from everybody. Like yeah. they didn't really want to be close. And I get it because, you know, they might get bombarded with people like, and they just I, don't want to be bothered. <laughs> I have moments, like, I'm not going to lie. I have had moments in my life where it's been like that. And I was just like, I don't have the right answers and I don't yeah. know if I'm smiling right. And I don't know if I'm, you know, like sometimes it's too much. Yeah. And even um, like even when I get out of the car now, I have to have like I have to have a cool down period and then mm -hmm. I'll go over and I'll talk to my dad and I'll talk to my my spotter if Dave's there spotting for me or if right. he's just on the car. I mean, I have to have those moments where I can cool down and talk to them. I don't do well and I don't want to say like under pressure because that's not really it. I just I have to have a second to tell them what I need to tell them. And then I can talk to whoever's standing there. I don't yeah. mind. Like when I'm getting ready, you could have, if it's a little kid and they want to hand me my helmet, like I remember being that little kid. So I'm like, please let them like, no. When a parent's always like, no, no, come on. We got to go. No, let them stand there. They aren't, you, not that they're really bothered, not that the parent's bothering me, but I'm always thinking like, you might be bothering me, but they're not, you know, because I remember being that little kid. So, and we've had a, we've had a couple kids that have come out, um, one of them, his, his new little go-karts, actually, it's in the backyard right now. We're helping oh, okay. them put it together. So it's like they got to bring him, and they're like, no, come on. Come on, Tucker. And I'm like, he's fine. Let him stay there. He wants the full experience. Yeah. Let's, let him, let's let him have the full experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember those things as a child, like giving yeah. our drivers his helmet and stuff like that and being able to be involved. But I do see where it has been times when we have raced and there's so much going on and everybody wants to come and talk to you mm -hmm. and you truly don't have enough time in between. Yeah. Races, you know, and I ran into that. I actually ran the mini sprint and I ran the outlaw for at East Bay. Um, one time last year, the same, same time, same oh, night. Wow. And I did the whole night hopped in one out one in one out one. Yeah. And I never really spoke to anybody and we all laughed about it at the end of the night. But let me tell you, I was whooped. Oh, I, was I bet. Whooped. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah. I mean that, Oh gosh, that's a lot. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously I'm not, I'm not surprised that you were ex extremely exhausted. I'm sure, if, I'm sure that that whole weekend you were probably like, look, don't talk to me. I'm tired. I'm <laughs> yeah. It was just like one of those things. And then I think when we did the speed week, so it was probably, it was probably tough this year because it was mm -hmm. my first time ever doing it. I like, I grew up oh, around okay. it, like, you know, doing speed weeks and stuff like that for, you know, my family's sprint cars and going mm -hmm. with them and being like a helper, but being a driver and having to know that like we're in that next A or we're in the next B. And yeah. I, I almost made it to an A main and I totally messed up. I led almost every lap of a B main. Oh, and wow. honestly, it was, a bit, it was a big deal to me. Like yeah. somebody laugh at that, but like, did you understand what it took to get to even the B main? Right. You know? Yeah. So I, it took a lot out of me. 
And I was just so new to it. I haven't really been in that mini sprint actually that long. Honestly, I, I think my first race was May 6th or May 8th of last year. Oh, okay. And I've only okay. raced it like a couple. So like, you know, periodic times. Mm -hmm. So I've had to grow like really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but when we did that, I was just like, I don't want to like, I don't want to be in Paris, like rolling up to the grid, like, you know, in a hurry and not, not really like being prepared. <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. So. But that's a huge accomplishment for to say that you haven't really been in the mini sprint that long. And you, I mean, you raced up to like the B main like that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a lot. I, I was really, I was really proud of myself, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the kid that uh, I was racing with, it's another young kid, his family and my family have like, you know, they even raced with each other like way back in the day. Oh, okay. So it was kind of cool to, um, to like race against him. And I had a couple of my friends that are like track photographers and a couple other race buddies that had mm -hmm. come out to watch that, you know, they were off from our other typical racing at that moment in time. And there's like some cool photos of it. And I'm like, you know, I did that. Like I yeah. learned so much. I learned how to do it. And I, I have a lot of fun being able to, you know, just kind of like, like we were earlier talking about, like being able to transfer in and out of stuff. <laughs> but I, I see like the having too much going on. I, I learned that during Speed Weeks because I was the driver during that crazy moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. You'll have to like kind of give yourself some boundaries so you don't so I've you learned. don't end up doing yeah. two cars so like, in the same if I, night if i do it if i i don't think that i'll probably ever race two cars again in the same <laughs> night i don't think that i have it in me no matter where i was at like mm. i if somebody was like hey i know you're only in the mod mini but like come drive my you know little scrambler four-cylinder bob like whatever you want to call right. it or come drive my my race truck, I, mm -hmm. I would just be like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. Thank you for that. Can we, can we schedule it for another time? Right, right. <laughs> I feel like I just mentally couldn't, I couldn't do it physically. Mm -hmm. I'd probably just be fine. I just need lots of water, but yeah. you know, I, I would like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. But um, yeah, we've never done a speed weight because we really, we really like, don't have any around here. So that's so sad. You guys, should, I think I know, like East Bay has like their very last. You know, maybe you guys can find something and come on down and enjoy some <laughs> nice weather instead of the Louisiana weather. You know, and we get a little bit different vibes. So yeah, um, you guys, the humidity there is brutal. Like yeah, it's bad. I couldn't believe that we went to Daytona uh, one year for the NASCAR race. It was mm -hmm. around Fourth of July. Oh my gosh, the, you guys, like your humidity, like we thought ours was bad when I got down, down there, like it's my, my makeup melted, yeah, like we, everything melted. Like I felt like I was going to melt. So. Yeah. You just like, don't really wear makeup. Like I yeah, just ever put some brow gel in and, you know, maybe I can get some <laughs> mascara in for the first 10 months of the year. <laughs> like it almost feels like that. No, really. Honestly, the only time that I really get to like dress nice mm -hmm. and um actually have makeup on is during like winter nationals at East Bay. Is <laughs> because I'm, you know, typically I don't my class doesn't run on unfortunately. Yeah. I feel like they should bring my division in. You know, it'd be something really cool to see like MMSA or KMSA come mm -hmm. in and run like East Bay Speed Weeks or run at yeah. Hendry during Speed Week. It would be so cool then I might change my mind. I might race, you know, two classes. <laughs> if that was ever, if that was ever a scenario where I could do that. Right. Um, 
but it's yeah it's it's bad down here and like right now like i told you before we started this i mm. broke out in like a heat rash all across my face yeah. this week so i raced monday night and um i'm pretty sure being in my helmet and how hot it was it was about 97 degrees wow. outside i mean it probably did not help the situation at all needless to say mm -hmm. so luckily it's starting to go away and i think we're going to take this weekend off from racing it's just it's too hot to be out there and that's yeah. a lot of the times why like if you look at the schedules in florida we have like a summer break um mm -hmm. so that summer break just kind of in in my eyes for my cars personally even though yes i have a radiator sponsor however that does not mean that i need to um use and abuse the fact right. that i have them and be like hey richard jen i need another one like every right. single time because it's so hot out i mean the last time that we raced and it ended up raining out it was just so hot during practice that the car could not cool down wow and that was with the fan running even after the fact you know like killing the battery yeah. and power on mm -hmm. and we had a battery power you know a battery charger on the car getting ready for heats and features it was just that hot i'm like we we can't race in the summer and next summer i don't know how i feel about it but i may or may not do it because mm. i feel like it gets hotter every year down here <laughs> and i'm not sure it's worth i'm just not sure it's worth us getting sick to our excuse me sick to our stomachs right to be able to do that yeah. you know it's it's not worth it <laughs> yeah like it's so we're kind of doing the same thing like this weekend we're not racing even though mm -hmm. we could but it's because like yeah we're under an excessive heat warning like i mean yeah. it got so bad that like they've called a state of emergency here yeah. like it's, and um, it's crazy and it's like yeah. my husband's like there's no way i'm going to do that he's like i'd end up probably with like a heat stroke or you know heat exhaustion something because he's like i have to be in that fire suit with that yeah you don't like you don't realize how hot it is and i'm like very very blessed that mm -hmm. um i have like a really i have a very you know now the fire suits are a lot different the materials are so much thinner than they used to be i remember like my first custom one mm -hmm. i felt like i was putting pillows wrapped around me like that's just what it felt like because it was mm -hmm. so thick mm -hmm. and um you know like my hot shoe race wear fire suit is it's breathable and it's comfortable and it flexes where it needs to flex, but you're still so hot in the cars, in the suits and, you yeah. know, in the dirt car, I don't, I have an air hookup in the dirt car versus yeah. the asphalt car. You know, I have that air hookup, but people don't, general spectators don't really understand unless you're a racer involved mm -hmm. in racing, that that air hookup is not ice cold air. No, you know, like it's not ice cold air. It yeah. is just, circulating right. so that you were not that hot you know not yeah. as hot even then sometimes it, it doesn't help no because it's know? hot air it's, it's just hot air coming yeah, that's what it was the last race i just yeah. I, they plugged it in and i was they're like let's just get some air so you know circulating on your face and i'm like i had to turn it off it was just blowing in hot air on me yeah. i can't <laughs> i can't do it it's like it's no different than me not yeah, having like, it on it was no different i have never in in a june month in all the years that i've been able to do this i have never and i'm not the person to like now i wear all of my fire retardant like undergarments i wear the shirt and the pants and yeah. that really came from my dad pushed it on me for a long time mm -hmm. and um alan with hot shoe pushed it on me for quite some time mm -hmm. you just need to wear it and then you know i i run something with methanol now so i i have to yeah um but i got used to it and i was like yeah it's not that bad i'll go ahead and wear it 
So people are like, you're really hot. You know, like you've got to be even hotter in that. I'm like, yeah, it's an extra layer. So now really I'm in like three layers, Yeah. you know, and you hold in a lot more heat than I would if I wasn't wearing it. Mm -hmm. However, I've been on fire before um, in one of the first outlaw fours that I got in and I not really trying to like test it. It happened twice in like a six, twice in like six weeks, I believe is what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, two different reasons on why it happened. Just a freak reason. But I'm not trying to test, you know, I'm not trying to test it out at this point. So I'm like, I will wear those undergarments yeah. and feel safe. But it was so hot that I was walking around um, in our pit with just like my airy sports bra and my fire, like my fire suit, you know, obviously tied up on the bottom because I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. I was so hot with my shirt on that my chest was getting so warm. We had ice packs underneath my armpits. Which, wow. if anybody doesn't know, that really helps cool you down. You know, yeah. had it on my neck. I I couldn't cool down for everything that it took. It was bad. Yeah, and see, and when 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 you have to like be like, do I really want to go out there and deal with that, and then possibly, you know, I mean, get heat exhaustion or something yeah. or whatever. It's like, yeah, is it really worth racing at this time? Yeah, it's you like know? you yeah. love love the sport yeah. you want the coverage for your sponsors but mm-hmm. i'm just like i said i'm blessed with really good sponsors that they yeah. would never ever ever want me in a position where i'm i'm sick and i'm out there right. doing, you know like different things like that they would be like absolutely not mm-hmm. absolutely not so like i said we're probably gonna take this weekend off but you know then we regroup and we race the next weekend so it's, it kind of <laughs> is what it is it's been go-karts all summer long and um it's kept me in shape, but I'm, I'm so, so, so ready to get back in my race cars. Mm-hmm. I miss them so much. It's like three months off. feels like forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that's also like why with us, it feels like we haven't really raced this because, you know, racing every other weekend. And then some of those weekends we don't, you know, we don't race mm-hmm. because it's like, uh, either, you know, we've got something else going on or whatever. It feels like we haven't raced at all. Like, yeah. you know, even, and it's like our, our racing season starts at the very end of March and then it oh. ends at the end of October. So, Oh God, we're yeah. like January to December here. So it's, <laughs> no, we, we're we not. have like, we have like no break. I mean, for, I would love if we started at, the end of you know like you had your speed weeks your your mm-hmm. winter nationals whatever you want to call it and then for the people that you know can't or what you know choose to do both they can start their regular season have a week or two off and then flow in it would be so much nicer because when we race through december it's it's just tough because we know that we're gonna get some random schedule mm-hmm. you know a lot of these tracks don't plan anymore and they don't work together really in any state so yeah. we'll get a schedule and it's like Oh yeah, you know it's Christmas week per se, and we get the schedule. It's like in three weeks you're gonna run, and my cars tore apart on jack stands, and you know maybe I really wow. do want to run. But as we know, sheet metal isn't you know sheet metal is not cheap anymore. Mm-mm. So you know you got to get all those things gathered up, and it's like that's tough, and you can't call your graphics person and and be like, hey, I need this right away. I mean, I'm very lucky that I can, but I know. Right, most people can't. Yeah, but most people can't. Like Ashley, Ashley's great, so she's always on top of it. But you know, there might come a time where she's like, Rochelle, I can't get that out to Mm -hmm. you right now. And you know, like now, I needed some stuff. Luckily, I got to her in advance because we had the whole right side of the car ripped off uh, from the last race. Also, it started raining in the middle of the feature, and uh, a car bounced off the wall. 
and hit mine just it hit it just right it really wasn't anybody's mm -hmm. fault so I'm, yeah. I'm not really necessarily mad at anybody but um just really the wrong place the wrong time mm -hmm. kind of type thing it was a green like a restart and then it started raining and we all dove in and we were all dedicated and it's a small little tight short track mm -hmm. little paper clip and uh that's all she wrote so we ripped the entire right side off of the car mm -hmm. shoved the shoved the exhaust up um broke the tail shaft on the transmission and it shoved the motor forward so oh my it did more damage to my car than it did to the other car because <laughs> i saw on facebook they've already got it all back together oh <laughs> which is like great it's great for them they'll be ready in um in three weeks but we're still questioning if we're gonna even have the car done in three you know in three weeks because it it yeah. we took it apart and it's like over the three months we keep finding more and more stuff that's been wrong mm. with it like all these things break. I mean, our cars get checked weekend and week out. Yeah. But we're like, why does more stuff have to keep getting found than it's broken? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's just so many little pieces and everything. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes you don't see that right away. No, um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, trust me, we've had our we've had our fair share of things breaking. My husband, like just the brake line just, just goes went. To, yeah. <laughs> just and yeah, went. no brakes. And he's like, That's oh, I, yeah. Like, he's like, I had no idea. Because he's like, I was wondering why, like, the he's like, then the brake went to the floor. And I had no, re I, and he had no choice but to run in the back of somebody because he, he could not stop. We had that happen at the, um, more towards the end of last year at East Bay in the Outlaw mm -hmm. 4. We had just done, I said, Dad, the la the race previous, I said, Dad, the brakes were I would, you know, try to feather that brake out because we know with dirt racing, you really kind of have to like feather the brake yeah. to the gas. And I'm like, all right, it, the car felt good, but I couldn't really like feather it. The brake, you know, felt like it had some some air in the lines. He mm -hmm. said, all right, you know, we got through that night. We adjusted it as best we could. And as we know, sometimes when things sit, more air gets found or, you know, things right. happen. So, or something could have gotten loose. It's a dirt car, mm -hmm. anything possible. So we go through it. My dad's like, okay, we should be good. Everything was perfect. I mean, we left here at two o'clock. East Bay is about 10 minutes down the road from here. Oh, okay. We, we get there, we unload. I ran practice. Their track was mucky. So I really couldn't decipher, you know, a whole lot anyways. Cause like you're still sliding in that muck when they, mm -hmm. the track's not really worked in. And, uh, we get after like the heat race and I remember, um, coming in and I'm trying to like, I had the car in neutral because I could tell the brakes weren't working, oh. but I had the car in neutral. I got just up over the hill to get out of the gate and go around to where our pit was, which is like on the back stretch side mm -hmm. is usually where we park. I put it in neutral and, um, I like rev the car up and I had an official, you know, like pointing their finger at me and acting all crazy. And I'm like, I didn't have the car in gear and revving it up. Obviously I would have been speeding through the pits at that point. Yeah. But what to me felt like I was speeding through the pits was like me trying to like rev the car up enough to let people know to like, please get out of the way. I did not know if I could stop. Yeah. I, had my foot, I mean, there was barely any brake there and I had my foot on the brake and I honestly, I honest to God was panicking mm -hmm. because I'm like, I see somebody that I know with a child next to them and you know granted right. the child on, on the inside portion of like the pit slabs mm -hmm. not on the outside but i was panicking because i'm like if this kid let's go if this kid you know right and i remember vividly thinking about that and when people were like oh you know that'll never happen to me like i've been told that i'll never catch on fire well i've caught on fire i've hit the wall at a, you know a, a high speed at desoto mm -hmm. 
it happened to me. I I've had the brakes go out and it's not a good feeling. You know, mm. like, no one wants that. I yeah, no. that if that happened, cause it's scary. Yeah, it did. It, it happened. And he, it, where it happened, um, in that turn, there was no way for him to get off the track. So he had That's no worse. choice, but to hit somebody. That's and, worse. I mean, oh yeah. And he felt so bad about it. Like that was the first thing he did when he finally got off the track was he went straight to that guy and he's like, look, dude, I am so sorry. I did not mean to run in the back of you. I literally had no brakes and I didn't know until I hit the brakes yeah. and it went to the floor. And, and, you know, some people understand that. And then there's, like, yeah, he was understanding things. You come off the track and you're then, you know, you always, you always have those people where you have that tussle or that issue yeah. or whatever it is. And they're like, you know, you didn't care. You didn't, and I, I hear about it sometimes yeah. and I, and I've had issues like that where I've come off and you like have no, have no brakes, mm -hmm. not at all. And it, it's, it's not a good feeling to have your no. car like, not functioning how it's supposed to. And you're put in a position where you, you have to like, you know, make that decision so quickly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, and for him, it's like, he's like, luckily he actually didn't hit the guy that hard. So the guy was oh, able to hard. still keep running. Good. So yeah, yeah, like but that's so, he that's didn't. So much better than the other outcome. Yeah, but he wasn't. You know, he didn't know how hard he hit the guy. Mm -hmm. You know, so he wasn't sure. Because uh, obviously, you know, when you hit somebody, the force coming back, you know, the feedback, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't really know how hard you yeah. really hit somebody. And so, luckily, right, yeah, enough, like I said, I work for a chiropractor, so it's like when. When you see that, you mm -hmm. don't realize that like the littlest impact really can't make yeah. a difference, by the way. I mean, and for some people, everybody's body is so different. They mm -hmm. handle things differently too. You know, what could be a bump to one could be like right. back pain to another. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you didn't yeah. mean it, you might need to go down there and say, I'm sorry. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and trust me, he had to go to the chiropractor because like I, that, I, that it, it was, was rough on him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So, but, uh, and I'm so glad that you were actually sponsored by a chiropractor because like, that's like an amazing thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's, it's different. It's something that like you don't yeah. really hear about, but I, um, I grew up around it. So I'm, yeah. I'm like, really, I like the holistic side of things, you mm -hmm. know, and I feel better about it. Honestly, I, I've kind of like transferred my life a little bit more towards like trying to not be, you know, around like the medication end of things. If I don't have to be right. other, other options. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being sponsored by a chiropractor is pretty cool. So <laughs> he absolutely, he's been treating me for a couple years. And ironically, uh, his wife and the doctor that I work for, the other chiropractor that I work for, <laughs> her and both of them, actually, they um, went to school together. So oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like ironic that that, um, that happened. Like, you know, it was just really crazy that that's the way the world works, but it's a small world when it comes to chiropractors too. So yeah. I'm, I'm very lucky. And they also understand obviously like the auto injury aspect of it when I have a pain or things like that, mm -hmm. uh, recently had an issue, um, like in the last six, seven months with the outlaw four, I had like, it was, the track was really rough at East Bay mm -hmm. and I do have some back problems. So, um, it, it really was like, it was wear and tear on the body. Needless yeah. to say, after that weekend, I had like three ribs out of place oh, and wow. I went for two weeks and I'm sitting at the front desk and I'm like talking to a patient that's a regular. And, um, my doctor comes in she's like, are you good? I'm like, no, I really, it was a Monday. So it was mm -hmm. like, a month, you know, two Mondays out. I said, no, I really don't feel okay. And she goes, all right, well, I'm going to need you to go see Dr. Tyson. 
So I called my mom. I said, mom, I gotta, I'm going to leave work and I'm going to go, you know, go see Dr. Tyson. She was, all right. I said, can you take me? Cause I don't think I can drive. I made wow. it home, but I didn't think I could drive anymore. I, I had a concussion. Like Ooh. I literally went to work, like they went through the whole spiel. Wow. I had a concussion, had some swelling, um, like in my C-spine. So my cervical spine. And, uh, I re I'll never forget that. Like it was like six, seven months ago. It was rough. It was like a, a rough, like two, three weeks of healing mm -hmm. time. Um, and I still raced through, like I raced through one of those weekends and luckily I was off for another couple weeks, but it was because I had raced through that and didn't like seek help. Yeah. Weld more and that was what made like the concussion more prominent and I felt very oh, off wow. so it happens so like yeah like you said I'm very blessed that I'm uh sponsored by like a lot of really great people I got like detailing people my dad builds all my stuff you know I have my fire suit people my graphics girl rocks like I'm I'm so lucky <laughs> yeah no definitely and I mean, and with them supporting you and then, you know, you doing all the things that you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that's that's great, you know, that you're, yeah. you've been able to, you know, you know, keep your career going for as long as you've done it mm -hmm. for. Because, I mean, you've been doing I'm, it for a long time. I have been. It's crazy to think that I never thought that, um, like, looking back, I never really thought, you know, today and like right this second mm -hmm. and i thought about it before we interviewed because i always like try to reflect but when you know yeah. that you might potentially be asked questions you kind of like reminisce on things mm -hmm. and you know i didn't think that i would have the opportunities that i have because i don't really have that financial backing right. and you know like my parents always said they they were so sorry that they gave me a wooden spoon with termites and that's just our ongoing joke it's <laughs> it's funny to me it might not be funny to somebody else but i i think it's funny you know, my, my family has made their name for themselves in racing, but when it comes to that, it's like open wheel and sprint cars. And I always felt like I had this name to live up to with mm. my grandfather, you know, like he's in the little 500 hall of fame and, you know, he's yeah. got people know George Rudolph in the sprint car world. And, mm -hmm. you know, people know my dad and my dad's worked and, and traveled with a lot of people. And I don't get that out of my dad because my parents are older now and, you know, cost of living, like we were saying, it, it just makes it tough. Right. I just didn't think that I would have the opportunities that I do. So when, even when it comes down to like Brian and Autumn and Justine giving me the ride and not only that, you know, Autumn does race for us as well. So I'm just really lucky that we can do that for her and I get to work with her in that aspect. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that any of these things would happen. You know, right. we, we have a kid's go-kart out in the back and we're working on uh, my spotter, his, uh, his girlfriend's son, we're getting him into racing and like his carts in the backyard. And it's just like doing all these things matters a lot to me because I know that 10 years from now, I'm going to be farther than what I thought I was. And it may not be NASCAR because growing up, I always wanted to be in the NASCAR truck mm -hmm. series. You know, I, I may not be where I initially wanted to be but i've made it farther than i ever thought i would and that's making it to nascar does not mean that you know or making it to like the largest road course series formula mm -hmm. one indycar that doesn't mean that you've made it really you know what i mean like you making it is really it's contingent upon like the things in the timeline of your life that you've done mm -hmm. to try to make it useful and successful and like give back into the world the best that you can yeah no i agree like it's what you feel you have made yeah. it right it doesn't yeah. have to be the biggest division and whatever mm -hmm. type of racing that you that you know that you could achieve to but exactly. just whatever you feel you know is best for you you know yeah. achievement wise like your goals that you set for mm -hmm. yourself it's like the, you know that can be your version of 
I made it, right? Yeah, and you get people where they have that discussion where they're like, well, you don't know what it's like because you're not in a light model. I have a light model. I have a friend like that. And so mm -hmm. I know he's going to laugh when he sees this, but, <laughs> and he's probably going to make fun of me. <laughs> um, but, you know, he does it. I'm like, we ran, we raced together in the Outlaw Four Division. And I learned mm -hmm. a lot from him. His dad is still, you know, like, still helps me. And there he's still, you know, obviously we're all there for each other and whatnot. Right. Um, we've had our ins and our outs in life, but it's kind of like that brother sister like fight where yeah, I just really want to mack you. But, you know, I still <laughs> love you regardless. Um, you know, you get those people where it's like that. And with him, it was always been like a running joke. Like he just wants to pick, but when you get the other people, they really mean what they say. Like you haven't made it and you're yeah. only in that mod mini and you're only in this and you're only in that. And I used to be like, you know what, go-karts like, and not to say that like go-karts aren't something because there's like tiers of, of karting, you know, there's yeah. people that are living off of their karting. Mm -hmm. Um, but then. I'm like, you know what? That mod mini really doesn't matter. I have a, a young girl that follows me out of Alabama and it's really ironic. She runs the track that I had earlier mentioned that I really want to go to, which is Huntsville. And she'd reached out to me, you know, and said like, she'd emailed me about how much she looked up to me and how much like I had impacted her mm -hmm. life. And just to think that we're like a couple thousand miles apart. And wow. she really, my social media and just like what I post and, you know, how I try to post like, just kind of like tidbits of my life or like what I'm feeling in that moment or how grateful I am that that impacted somebody when I'm starting to get the outreach like that it you know it really means something to me mm -hmm. so I want to just kind of you know like let other people know that it really doesn't matter I could be in this class for the next 20 years but it doesn't mean that I can't make an impact it no one no one really cares what you race and how many trophies you have it's about right. the person that you are and you know so person told me that like my first like real mod mini race that I ran at mm -hmm. Auburndale several years ago, like it's, it seems like forever ago now. And I always tell him that it has always stuck with me that he told me that because he is literally known, like he's called the hero. That's his nickname. His name's Joe Winchell. Mm -hmm. And I'm always proud to mention his name when I mention that quote, because he doesn't realize how he impacted me by saying that. And how it stuck with me and now i really understand like the full meaning of what he meant in that moment when he grabbed me and i was walking out of the driver's meeting and he grabbed me and pulled me to the side and i didn't realize who he was and you know it just kind of like caught me off guard so i think of that and you know having kids like that reach out and even locally and like when you walk through the track and I'm like mom there's that you know there's that girl from whatever in they want to come up and meet me. It, it means more than anything. It'll mean more to me than ever making it to NASCAR. Now, granted, if somebody wants to help find me some funding, I'd gladly right. take a, I'd gladly take a, you know, take a spin at it, but I'm, I'm happy where I'm at and I'm okay with saying that. Yeah, no. And I, and honestly, I'm very happy for you because yeah, like for you, this is, like where you feel you need to be like this is your purpose and this is where you are supposed to be right now and mm -hmm. yeah and for you to you know feel confident in that and be like you know what i don't have to go to nascar like yeah. i'm good where i'm at like just to feel that gratitude for where you are now is you know i mean mm -hmm. that that's true happiness, like what you were talking about. So it is, it takes a lot to get there, like to be confident within yourself and to know that you're going to hear the things. And sometimes the things can be overwhelming that you hear, you know, but like once you start to learn that there's always somebody watching and you know, that somebody might be somebody younger than you. I have a lot of older people that race that reach out to me too. And 
that means something to me as well. Like people that I'm, you know, I'm able to be their daughter for a couple of them that have reached out to me. And I don't know. I think that's kind of cool that it's been like all age groups that yeah. somehow I, my story inspires them. So I like that. Yeah, no, definitely. And obviously your story, when people hear this is going to inspire <laughs> others. So I hope so. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And for everybody that's listening, obviously I'm going to link all of Rochelle's social media links, everything. So you guys can, <laughs> you know, follow her journey and, you know, check her out wherever she's at, you know, whatever track she's at, you guys can go, you know, support her. And yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I love your story because obviously, you. <laughs> you know, with your family being in racing for so long and the fact that you're just trying to pave your own path and, um, and, you know, I, I think that, I think that's amazing. And obviously I wish you the best of luck in everything that you Thank do. You. I appreciate it. And I, I wish the best for you too, with this podcast, cause I've really enjoyed <laughs> it a you. whole lot since you decided to start it. Cause obviously we've been following each other right. just in general. So I was excited to see that like, there was really going to be a woman, you know, racing podcast. Like I said, I I've hosted on, you know, like a, a woman racing radio and it's been really cool and to be able to have opportunities and things like that. So to see something like this, just be able to continue on and somebody else kind of like pick up the torch and carry it. I, I like that. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Rochelle. I will link all of her social media and her website in the show notes below. So make sure that you guys um, check out her on wherever she is located and that you follow her journey. And also, um, I did want to mention um, Ladies of Motorsports Magazine, one of our lovely sponsors, um, is officially taking advertisements for the very first issue that is going to be coming out really soon. So um, definitely check them out. And, you know, if you are a business or, or a brand that wants to advertise in that magazine, uh, definitely reach out to them. Uh, the links for their website is in the show notes as well. And also, if you feel called, um, you also can get ads automatically um, put into Ladies of Motorsports magazine if you purchase one of our sponsorship packages. So we have three sponsorship packages and they automatically include specific size ads that go into um, Ladies of Motorsports magazine, but you just have to pick which issues you want to be in. So definitely check that out. Uh, the link to our sponsorship packages will be in the show notes as well. So uh, that is it guys for this week. Uh, and uh, we will see you again on either Monday night if you are a VIP section subscriber or Tuesday morning if you see this on social media. So take care and go out and manifest your best life.